0: Welcome to LifeQuest Liberty, live in depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. LGBTQ and discrimination. These two topics seem to be attached at the hip these days, and for good reason. No matter which flag you wave, the stars and stripes, or the rainbow, or both, we need to pay close attention to what's happening because we live in a country where discrimination is supposed to be a no-no, and Christ-like love is often M-I-A. Our guest is Melissa Reed, Associate Editor of Liberty Magazine. She joins us today via Skype. This program is sponsored by Liberty Magazine. Melissa, this is a continuation of a conversation we began on our last program. What is the latest on the LGBTQ front? And remind us again in what ways those in that community are being discriminated against.
1: I think here in the United States, we've seen certainly continued Acceleration of societal and judicial and political trends extending rights to LGBT individuals mm-hmm. in various places. And so, the areas that w- we talked about last week and that we'll continue to focus on today are areas of employment, mm-hmm. particularly secular employment, also housing, and also public accommodations, which just basically means interacting in the public square. And so, those are really the issues, the areas. That we're seeing addressed as far as wanting to put those freedoms or those rights into place. So, there are many state level and local level or city level ordinances that already extend these protections to LGBT individuals. Mm -hmm. But that said, there are also, I think the majority of the United States does not include those protections. And so, you know, I work for the Seventh day Adventist Church, Charles, and we as Christians believe. That someone should not lose their job because of who they're married to, even though our own faith tradition believes that marriage is defined between a man and a woman. We believe that within the public square, that should not be a possibility. They shouldn't lose their housing because of their sexuality or gender identification. To that end, we're involved in standing up for the rights of our LGBT brothers and sisters, but at the same time, maintaining the protections, the religious freedom protections that allow us to live and operate our own institutions, our religious or faith-based institutions, as we've been
0: called by God. Melissa, employment, housing, and public accommodation, this sounds eerily familiar. The black community has been facing this issue for decades and decades, how on earth are we expected to suddenly get it figured out for the gay community when we haven't really got it worked out for the black community?
1: Well, certainly, you know, we do see areas where people of color are discriminated against in these areas, but that discrimination is not legal. The Federal Civil Rights Act of, I think, 1963, it's been illegal to discriminate against people because of their ethnicity or race. Mm -hmm. That piece of legislation is actually the same piece of legislation that protects people from being discriminated against because of their religious beliefs or religious tradition. Mm -hmm. As someone, a person of faith, I really appreciate that particular piece of legislation. I think the difference is there are several different protected classes within that legislation. I mentioned race, ethnicity, and religion. There's also gender and age and disability status. Mm -hmm. I think a common misconception is that all of these quote-unquote protected classes are categorized in the same way as far as blanket exemptions, and you mentioned race. You begin the conversation talking about race, right. and race is really the only category that is just blanket exemptions or protections. For example, we, you know, I mentioned gender. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly there are areas, whether it's a all-girls school or an all-boys school or or things like that, where it makes sense for segregation or quote unquote discrimination by gender to be appropriate. Mm -hmm. And so much like we are saying people who identify as LGBTQ should be accommodated in particular areas, that doesn't mean that they should have blanket exemptions, again, in religious spaces. Again, they're always very welcome in these religious spaces. But that doesn't mean that they have these blanket exemptions as far as being held to a particular standard, which is the standard of those religious or faith-based bases.
0: We're talking with Melissa Reed. She is the associate editor of Liberty Magazine. We're talking about issues facing the LGBTQ community when it comes to discrimination. And she's identified that uh, employment, housing, and public accommodation are the three areas. Melissa is there any change that has happened we we talked about how doing that against blacks and gender and and other th- groups is illegal now are you saying we're trying to make that illegal we're trying to get the lgbt community to join that list of people who cannot be discriminated against is that what's going on
1: what we're saying is we want to extend protections or broaden protections for lgbt individuals in those spaces, those public spaces, mm-hmm. at the same time, protecting those private religious spaces, protecting them in that, allowing them to contain, to fulfill their mission that they were established with okay. and by yeah. using, making use of religious protections that have been a proud part of the United States laws since really the inception of the nation. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can see why that would be kind of a difficult thing to do because, you know, we, we say one thing and say, okay, you can be employed out there in the civil world, but here at our church, no, not so much. But again, we have a right to live our lives as God requires it in our mind and the way we interpret the Bible, and so do they. And so when we extend them rights, they should extend us rights. So let's just take a moment, Melissa, and talk to the LGBTQ community right now. If there is an organization that does not want to hire an LGBTQ person because of religious dogma or doctrine or interpretation of Scripture, why on earth should they be going over there and trying to get a job there? Shouldn't they allow us to have the same freedom that we want to give them in a different arena?
1: LGBT individuals are very welcome to work for, go to school at faith-based institutions. The issue is not the individual themselves, but the conduct again, those are, you know, conduct standards that are across the board, regardless of your sexual orientation Mm -hmm. or gender identity. And so what we're asking is to be able to run our institutions, again, in a consistent manner. Okay. And so I think that's a big difference or clarification. I think that's an important point to make.
0: Yeah. The reason I'm asking is there was a recent case in Florida.
1: The case that I'm aware of is a faith-based Christian school. They had a teacher. There in Florida, who was well-beloved, but had not disclosed his sexual orientation. He then participated in a news article really espousing his sexual orientation and his ability to participate, live that lifestyle.
0: And he was fired.
1: Again, if your institution is not aware, it's one thing for an institution to be aware Of the lifestyle that you're living and to sort of turn a blind eye because he's a popular teacher again we say with any sort of conduct issues whether it's heterosexual or homosexual there are standards that are in place and an institution should hold all employees regardless of their sexual orientation to that same consistent standard you can't penalize the same sex person for their sexual activity Mm -hmm. if you're not penalizing the unmarried heterosexual couple who are involved in inappropriate sexual activity and so I think that those are important points to make.
0: That is right. I like that you clarified that. That's excellent. We're talking about accepting people as they are, and that's fine. But the activities, what they do, their actions need to conform to the employer. And if those two are in opposition to each other, then there can be action taken. And I agree with that 100 percent.
1: Yeah. So again, just to sort of clarify, Charles, I think the real issue is that, you know, we are seeing sort of the diminishing of religious rights. Religious employers aren't just making up these conduct rules because it's something that they feel like they want to impose on people. Yes. They have these conduct rules because they believe the Bible tells them to live their lives in a certain way. Yes. Again, it goes well beyond sexual activity yes. or, or gender identity. And so the issue really is, does our government protect a religious organization to be able to be true to this higher authority, right? Mm -hmm. And so for hundreds of years, the answer has been yes. And now that we're seeing sort of a broadening of acceptance of LGBT individuals and lifestyles within society, we're seeing sort of a diminishing of people Uh, recognizing the importance of religious freedom issues does that make sense
0: it does it does and uh, that is a topic that we'll talk about often on this program because it is very important in the minds of so many people, both in the LGBTQ community and those in the religious community. And, you know, God calls us to work together. God calls us to love everyone. Like you've said several times on this show and the show last week, that God calls us to love and to accept and to nurture and to to protect each other. And we can do that, but we also need to recognize that we are different. There are things about us that the other one may not share, and we need to respect those things as well. And it may come down to the point that, well, okay, I love you and I respect you, but I'm not going to hire you. And it may come down to an LGBTQ person saying, okay, I love you and respect you, but I'm not going to force you to go against your own conscience. Am I right in saying that?
1: Sure. And I think, you know, we look at the parent-child relationship and we look at the human being and our creator relationship. God never forces us to live in a particular way, but he sets out certain rules for our lives or guidance for our lives because he knows this is the best way for us to be. He wants us to live the most happy, fulfilling life, again, not just for our own selves, but how we interact with other people. And again, parents, it's tough. We keep talking about, you know, we just need to love each other. And that's absolutely correct. But we need to love each other in the way that God loves us. Mm. And he puts in particular standards for us, again, because he knows what's best for us.
0: Excellent. Very well put. Melissa Reed, associate editor of Liberty Magazine, has been our guest today. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your heart. We appreciate it. Thanks, Charles. And listener, we have a website, libertymagazine.org. Lots of good resources there as you educate yourself on these and other topics, all at libertymagazine.org. This program was sponsored by Liberty Magazine. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Melissa Reed inviting you to rest in the freedom, the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258, or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today.